Now, for something completely different, here is your host, Brian Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people of all sexes, especially to all of you who have finished putting up your 4th of July decorations, welcome to the My Memory is Fine and Please Stop Calling Me Mr. President episode of The Two and Only, where in honor of Ash Wednesday, Mardi Gras, and Valentine's Day, we're giving up Lent for Lent. As we slide down the chocolate-covered razor blade of life into the odoriferous collection of old Easter eggs not found since last year's White House Easter egg roll, flushing out all the rich men north of Richmond, starring in this week's production, sincerely yours, Brian Wilson, star of stage, screen, and internet. Three of those are outright lies. And surgically removing himself from the slings and arrows of outrageous celebrity status, the result of authoring his latest bestseller, Last Rights, The Death of American Liberty, the New York Post's investigative neutron bomb destroying the popular narrative with inconvenient facts, coming to us today from the Travis Swifty Kelsey in-your-face beard float at the Dundalk, Maryland's nonstop New Year's Eve parade. Let's have an extinguishable welcome for the gluten-free James Bovard. Hey, Brian, I was waiting to see how you worked in uh, Dundalk and the beard, and uh, you always surprise me for which I'm indebted. I um, I surprise myself pretty often there. It's, it's always a challenge. It's uh, one of the great challenges of our little phrase presentation here. And uh, again, uh, at the risk of being redundant, happy Vic Damone Day. Not too many people realize that he was the only Hollywood celebrity who never had monogrammed underpants. But nevertheless, it carries forth in today's celebratory spirit. By the way, did you make it to the uh, House's Alejandro Mayorkas impeachment party? Huh, no, I missed that party. I was... Uh... Oh. Um, I was, uh, I was glancing online I was chasing some other rabbits. Uh, and then I saw, saw a tweet with a long series of smiles from Ann Coulter. And, uh, <laughs> I said, I wonder what that's about. Then I saw the other headline. Oh, the, uh, Homeland Security secretary was, uh, has been impeached. So it's like, uh, oh, that explains the smiles. So mm. yeah, it's the, um, I hope you're able to do a lot more digging, and find out a, a lot more about his record. There was a um, there there was a Washington Post headline this morning that came out, and it said that the um, the headline said that after the border bill failure in Congress, ICE considers mass releases of detainees uh, to close the budget gap with a budget, right? <laughs> so so this is how the uh, how the uh, Biden administration is uh, threatening, you know, it's it, okay. So, so, so first they tried to hold the, uh, the border bill hostage to giving more money to Ukraine. And now they're, and now they're outright threatening to, uh, you know, set free thousands of people who they previously said had, should be detained, which is a pretty low standard for the Biden folks. Yes. And I, I would combine that with the uh, Senator from Utah's comments uh, yesterday that the vote on this uh, money is more important, that the more money we give to Israel, uh, the less we have to give to Ukraine. And uh, that makes this the most important vote of our career. It's a train wreck, but then again, it almost always is. Uh, you know what the good thing is? We've talked about this a little bit in past issues. The one, The one part about all this that I take some bit of heart from is that the more this kind of nonsense continues the more the even the less informed little informed low information voter whatever you want to call it 
is is able to see if they choose to look, you know, just what a sham and what a joke this whole uh, two party governance nonsense is. It's um, the, the two tier justice system is just one of the tiers that's gotten revealed in these uh, last several months. But the fact that this skullduckery has been going on for decades is um, I just don't, I think it, the Irish person thinks, yeah, the government's there. The, my person to go and, and represent me and all the rest of that. And that's, that's been, that train left the station. I don't even use trains anymore to leave the station to take those agendas out of here. So I, that's just my takeaway from these things where they indeed are scandalous and horrible, but they're just as, they're at least getting some coverage, at least getting exposed uh, by all these different outlets like podcasts and alternative uh, media outlets and uh, columns in the New York Post. Anyway, a few days ago, you had a, a New York Post piece, uh, How Joe Biden Can Save His Old Man Image. And that was in response to another Post piece that apparently tried to uh, throw a, a lifeline to old Joe with um, by calling in a celebrity stylist tips on how he can freshen up his look. Now, instead of consulting a noted fashion and image authority such as you, the Post went with beauty consultant Sarah Alvedi. I'm quoting here because I have no clue who Sarah Alvedi is, but I assume you do. Uh, she was in the New York Post, so she must be good. Oh, okay. Well, that was my curiosity. I figured if that's the, that's the extent of her CV, I thought she was something really internationally famous. And of course, being a fashion Luddite as such as I, I would, uh, wouldn't have any idea who the hell Sarah Alvedi is. But uh, nevertheless, she recommended a whole bunch of things, as you point out in your article, uh, including uh, CBD oil, a shorter haircut, and stylish sneakers. Now, you didn't, um, in your piece, you didn't think those, uh, those would help out much. Yeah, she was recommending that uh, Biden start wearing these sneakers that cost up to $1,400 a pair. But the the funny thing about that is that, you know, people think that money can solve their image problems. But it was really a a, a pair of $23 bicycle uh, toe clips that helped cause Biden's uh, image to collapse. Because uh, two years ago, when he was uh, biking over there in Rehoboth, biking along the... Uh, near the ocean front on very level ground biden was uh, biked up to where all the uh, tv cameras were and he had his feet uh, in pedal straps pedal clips toe clips that would hold a person's foot uh, in place to make it easier for them to pedal when they're going up the alps during the tour de france but it's rather strange to have someone using those toe clips when they're biking on the level along the uh, rehoboth but that's a different story but so Biden bikes up with these. He's got his uh, toes in there and he falls over and looks like an idiot. And everybody says, yeah, Biden's falling apart. Um, I'm you know, I'm not saying that he wasn't, but, uh, but in this case, it was simply idiocy on his part or his aide's part to have him wearing uh, toe clips when he's got to make a stop for the uh, photo opportunity. Because the, the thing about the toe clips, uh, toe clips prevent... A bicyclist from quickly moving their foot in a left or right direction, a lateral direction, which you kind of comes in real handy if you have to stop. Yeah, I would think. Uh, they say you never forget, but I haven't ridden a bike in God knows how long, not even a stationary one, but uh, toe clips are, are foreign to me. I, I knew there was something like that. You could see them on the pedals, but if you're using them, 
And let's say you're in a Biden situation, you're pedaling up to a press stop where the cameras are rolling. Exactly what are the what moves do you make? You're a noted bicyclist. What moves do you make to get your feet out of the toe clips if they're supposed to keep you in there? Well, what you would need to do is move your uh, uh, your feet uh, straight back prior to attempting to put them on the ground. Oh, and they just uh, slide out then. Right. Right. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Uh, so uh, but if someone had really tight toe clips and then, then it'd be difficult to extract your uh, extract yeah. your feet. Uh, so but whereas um, if you don't have those and you're uh, cycling in an urban situation where you're in traffic or near traffic or near obstacles, then it's easy just to move your to instantaneously have your feet move move out of the uh, pedals and touch the ground to balance, keep your balance. So, yeah. but that didn't happen. Well, those are handbrakes on, on the bike he was using or, or bikes that you would pedal around. We hope then are, uh, are going to be those equipped with handbrakes. Is that correct? Uh, I assume so. I think almost all the brakes are, uh, all the bikes are made with handbrakes these days, mm. except for, you know, a very narrow niche. So. Yeah. That shows you how long it's been since I was on a bike, but I remember when I was a kid, uh, the first two wheeler I had to stop, you, you kind of like reverse pedaling and it, it, it locked up and you could do some really spiffy skids and so on. But uh, the English bikes, as we called them, were the three speed and seven and 10 speed and so on that had the. Uh, that's, the uh, 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 that's interesting that they'd be called English bikes, because back when I was in my late teens, early 20s, they were, you know, I, I got a, a used Italian uh, racing bike. It was like 50 bucks and it, it was uh, really great until it got stolen. <laughs> well, it was probably still great. You just didn't have it. Well, that's <laughs> true. A hell of an asterisk. Yeah, good for the, uh, good for the crook. I don't know. Considering uh, Biden's reelection poll numbers, I'm surprised she didn't suggest the spiffy aqua lung tank. Maybe that would have helped out, especially pedaling along the ocean the way he was. You may have noticed uh, this article was the inspiration for my last Substack piece. Uh, entitled Because My Hero Said So. I was, uh, after comparing and contrasting your fashion suggestions in your old man piece, it got me wondering how and why any of this was important when considering the qualities of a candidate for president. And I asked a, a number of rhetorical questions. One, one, the first one was, how much weight does a voter give to a candidate's wardrobe? Uh, that was part of the the difference I had with this uh, fashion lady, this fashion expert. Is uh, you know she was saying that Biden should uh, go with these uh, fancy Italian style baseball caps that cost up to nine hundred and fifty dollars, and I and uh, it was my view that uh, you know if Biden wants votes south of the Mason Dixon, he should go with a railroad engineer cap, sort of like right. Jimmy Rogers had back in nineteen twenty eight. Uh, but no, it, it was it was an interesting article of yours. I was uh, uh, thanks for uh, re referencing my New York Post piece in that I was I was puzzled by the reference to the uh, state capital of New Jersey. I was thinking, okay, where did that come from? Well, it was in the piece. You know, the part of your uh, part of your CV was not only the highway department, but that you uh, subsequently there is some reference that uh, your background along with that. Um, highway department experience that you've uh, mentioned several times subsequent to that you went to the went to new jersey and worked for the similar department there around the state capitol now when i read that i said i never he's never mentioned that i'm being i'm from new jersey i would have thought we would have kicked that around but 
um i'll have to look up where that uh where that was um yeah hell it sounds really interesting to me i mean um <laughs> i don't think i ever blacked out for that long as far as to forget a uh work in the state capital new jersey I'm, i think yeah. about as as close as i got to that was was having to work the rest stops on the jersey turnpike when i was hitchhiking up and down the uh east coast um uh, so i don't think i ever worked in jersey oh uh i'll definitely i'll try and dig that out because so uh, when i was when I was writing it, I I don't know. I was referencing something that uh, talking about your your background. I, now I'm drawing a blank as to where I found it. So I I really need to do better on my attribution. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. There, there was yeah. The, it's this one story that might be close to that was the uh, path-breaking work I did at the Harvard Business School. This is back in the late '70s after a snowstorm. They were hiring snow shovelers, so they hired me, and I did <laughs> path-breaking work. Oh, so you can say you actually went to Harvard. That's not bad. Ha, ha, ha. No, well, I didn't go there, but I did do path-breaking work on their sidewalks. Well, I come to it. Hey, miss is as good as a mile. I mean, what the hell? I mean, they weren't handing out diplomas, but they might as well have been, all things considered, when you consider the history of Harvard. But uh, getting back to the wardrobe thing for a moment, uh, the fact that is kind of discounted, you would think, as far as logical analysis of a candidate is concerned. But I'm wondering, is that why uh, the Hillary Clinton was a uh, two-time loser for president. Uh, I think I mentioned the unisex pantsuit, the tufted flannel bathrobe look that only Kim Jong-un could love. Is that possible that uh, that was a distraction from her otherwise insane programs and liberal postulations? Unless, you know, the fashion design came from Ralph Lauren's Thunderthigh collection. Maybe that was it. But I, I'm, I'm just curious if anyone had made that connection between... Hillary's wardrobes and Hillary's back-to-back -back losses for president. I don't know how much the wardrobe had to do with, uh, aside from her just being odious and 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 condescending. I mean, that's you know, I think Hillary was as condescending as they come. I don't recall that much about her wardrobe except that she was, um, you know, she was a lady of a certain age, as the French would say. Mm. And so, I mean, it, it doesn't. Um, it's not fair to compare her to some 28 year old, whatever. Uh, but um, there was, a, there was a condescending nature to her and she and her husband had, uh, had amassed great wealth with questionable corrupt means after his presidency. Uh, so um, it's not possible for, for clothes to cover up a, a person's soul. And I, and I think that uh, it would not have mattered how Hillary Clinton had dressed. I mean, folks would have seen through her, I think. Yeah, ugliness would come through, that's for sure. I, I the, the condescension, the basket of deplorables, all the rest of went along with it. The perpetual pantsuit was her uh, her main trademark. And then these jackets that came like mid-thigh or knee-length and the rotation, one to the other, one to the other, one to the other. I, like I say, if you couldn't accept her politics then you certainly wouldn't accept her wardrobe. If you could accept her politics, her wardrobe didn't mean anything. You know, she could come out in saran wrap or duct tape or whatever. It wouldn't uh, It wouldn't have any uh, any anything. Although while you were speaking, I was thinking maybe this Alvetti woman that was advising the president in that earlier article that the Post had, maybe she revealed that she, just how big of a Democrat she is because it didn't bother her to be recommending $900 baseball caps and $1,500 sneakers. So it was going to be for the president. He wasn't going to be spending his money. So what the hell? The sky's the limit as far as cost is concerned. 
Uh, maybe so, but I'm, I mean, there's there's a certain basic earthiness. I don't, um, you know, flash back 30 year, years here, and Ross Perot was probably the richest person to have run for president at that point. Uh, and I don't recall him dressing flash with uh, flashy, uh, very expensive stuff. No, but I he mean, did have a short was, haircut. Short haircut. There you go. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a uh, there was a line in there. The uh, the fashion advisor said Biden needs a cooler haircut, shorter and sexier. And in my my view, my comment was people should never take uh, haircut advice from a bald guy. Yeah, I, I, I saw that's why you you kind of passed on coming up with some spiffy suggestion in that department. But um, uh, as someone who's never had a problem in, in that area, I look at it and say, how, how much shorter can it get? I mean, he's losing his hair. It's not like he has to keep brushing it back from his face or anything like that. So I don't know how much shorter you get unless you get a buzz cut on an 81-year-old president. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, he's had hair transplants in the past. I don't know. If oh, really? Uh, yeah. The plug thing? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, that's uh, that's that's interesting to know. I guess they didn't take uh, take root, not a lot of fertile ground up there, I guess, to be able to make it that far. But you're right about the uh, about the baseball caps. I mean, the, ba- the 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 engineers had like you've got. I mean, that would have been excellent. I could just see the president out in that. But uh, at least John Deere, you know, <laughs> John Deere would be even better. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, would... I mean, uh, yeah, he's going to have trouble in Iowa. So you know. Yeah. It's strange that the uh, that, that the solution is is to spend lavishly and act like he's um, not a man of the people, which is usually a fraud when politicians do it. But I mean, it's just like um, almost nobody buys hats and sneakers that cost that much. I can't imagine it. I mean, I I, I can't. I've been in I've been in Bass Pro Shop, you know, and they get you know anywhere from eight to twelve to fourteen dollars for for some of theirs. I, the best one I had, I lost unfortunately motorboating across Smith Mountain Lake in a bass tournament. Came from Bass Pro. It was a nice hat. It was ventilated. It was green. It had a patch on the front, a picture of a fishing lure, and underneath it said "Bite Me." I, this was oh, great. That's good. I'm gonna have to have one made up because, like I say, that one flew off at forty miles an hour. And, a uh, boat is. I should have taken it off, but whatever. It was a. Uh, it was a great. It was a great cap with a great message, and everyone should get one, especially during this political season. I think. But uh, on a personal philosophical note, uh, first of all, I'm I'm happy to report that just in time for Valentine's Day, Amazon delivered my copy of Last Rights: The Death of American Liberty, which we've mentioned a time or two here on the pod, and uh, I've begun consuming it, having already. I uh, had a chance to see the first chapter early on, but I was looking at the overleaf and uh, something popped up that got my attention. And I wanted to ask you about it. It says near the bottom, last rights explains how America went awry and how we can still rescue individual liberty. Now I'm assuming somebody else had to write this thing um, and whether I'm right or not. Uh, the, uh, the question I've got is considering your notorious criticism of the Washington swamp, the invidiousness of the deep state and the overall apathy and ignorance of the average voter. My question is how, how is this rescue to be successful? Well, back in my formative years in my teen years, my father gave me a book, paperback book by Norman Vincent Peale. It's called the power of positive thinking. I, so that's my excuse for that. Oh, Okay. Well, that'd be a good investigative thing. How much of that power has diminished over the years? I think my father had a copy of that along with uh, 
how to win friends and influence people. Yes, and, yes, you know, that was uh, that was another book my father recommended. The 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 funny thing about Norman Vincent Peale, you know who was a, a big attendee of his uh, church services, right? Um, John Kennedy, Donald Trump. Oh, do oh, well. So hey, uh, so it must be bona fide, I guess. At the, for all the success that Carnegie had, I, apparently it didn't stick. They, I have a hard time just remembering his name as the title of the book, and that was one of the big features. The reason my father gave it to me, he had gone through it as part of his engineering and sales training, so that when he went out and called on people, he wouldn't do like I did, as I've told you in the past, introduce your algebra teacher as your father. I mean, that was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, win some, lose some. Win some, lose some, indeed. Well, look. Once again, the hourglass holding the sands of time is showing the two and only are running short of grains, which uh, means we must uh, drop the never popular curtain of mercy. But um, but before we go, there's still time for you to order multiple copies of Jim Bovar's Last Rites for your Valentine's Day love interest, because nothing says sensual passion and vital information like the hardcover version of his latest bestseller. Of course, having waited this long, Amazon will be able to get them to you in time for today. But even late, it's better than what happened to St. Valentine, who lost his head over his jailer's daughter back in the third century. But then again, the Catholic Church rewarded him posthumously, of course, by making him the patron saint of lovers, people with epilepsy, and beekeepers. You can see the similarities that run through his constituency. Anyway, Amazon is standing by. Order several for all the cuties in your little black or little pink book, depending upon your LGBTQ score. And while you're on the internet, pay a little visit to Brian Wilson Writes at Substack.com for your free love-soaked subscription and other prurient delights begging for your attention. Members of today's studio audience will receive a complimentary copy of Dr. Jill Biden's two-page pamphlet, Dressing for Re-Election sponsored by the Salvation Army Thrift Stores and Martha Stewart's used shower curtains and bathrobes enterprises. For James Bovard, Brian Wilson reminding you, one of the biggest problems in our culture is the belief that personal feelings hold more value than the truth. Hope to see you back here next week.